welcome to Discover You Podcast. This is a community where you can show up exactly as you are, learn, grow, and discover how to stand in the power of who you want to be. I'm your host, Shar. Welcome, and let's dive in and discover you. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Discover You Podcast. Today, we are going to talk all about human behavior, a little bit about the human psychology and how our brains function and how we move forward in making decisions to change our life or whether we choose to continue to suffer and stay in the place that we're in already. So I really want to like kind of just unpack this, share some thoughts, seeing some things that are happening in the humans that I know lately. So I think that it's really great to understand what drives a human to make changes and what causes them to stay in stagnancy. So before we dive into today's episode, be sure to like the podcast wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, wherever it might be. Be sure that you're following along. And of course, all my social media links are down below. I live over on Instagram. Uh, You can hit me up on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all those fun places. So be sure that you're following along so you don't miss an update for a new podcast episode that is coming out. And with all of that said, let's dive into today's episode on the Discover You podcast. All right, humans. Aren't humans fascinating? Is it just me or does anyone else just sit sometimes in a coffee shop and look at the humans passing by and you're like, hmm, I wonder what's going on with them. No, it's just me. All right. (laughs) No, I know that there's those people out there that definitely love to human watch and human observe. So we see this in like people that are passing in day-to-day life, but then we also see this in the humans that we spend time with, people that we know, uh, friendships, relationships. So kind of looking at the function of the human brain, and, and again, you know, this is this is purely a podcast on supporting you, helping you live your best and healthiest and happiest life. It's never about diagnosing or, uh, you know, medicating or anything like that. So I'm not a doctor. I'm just here to just share thoughts, share opinions, share views on being an awakened soul. So here's the question. What is it that causes a human to change everything and to totally turn their life upside down and to make drastic changes? And what is it that makes a human stay stagnant and stuck and in suffering? And that's the million dollar question of human behavior, of mental conditioning, of mind conditioning, of brain psychology. Like there's just so much that goes into this that we could never fully just put an answer for, you know, one answer for everything. I think that there is something to be said for, you know, your own mental well-being, um, your own psychosis, and just understanding your own mind and brain. So you might be experiencing mental health, which is a huge impact on how the brain functions and operates. Someone who has high-functioning anxiety or depression, their brain actually chemically operates differently than a person who's never experienced anxiety or stress or worry or anxiety, depression, etc. So the actual mental stuff that's happening in the brain, the actual brain chemistry is very specific to every person and every body. So there's not one, you know, that's why there's not one prescription for everybody because we all have something else or different going on. So we're going to talk more today about the human mindset and kind of the conditioning. We can condition our mind to live in a state and live in, in a beautiful state and to be able to manage and navigate emotions and navigate 
things in life that happen that are not in our control. So I've, I've seen quite a few people kind of come up lately in my life where they're having mental health struggles and they're having um, awareness issues or they're having issues with their body. And there seems to be this running theme of, of humans who either some want to get better and are like, I'll do anything at this point. And then there's some that are like, well, yeah, like I should change something, but like, I just, I don't want to put the effort in. And that's really the the bread and butter of uh, human behavior and, and conditioning our mind to live in a better state is the work that goes into that. And as humans, we tend to be very lazy. We tend to opt for the easiest route. A good example of that would be when there is a set of stairs and then there's an escalator right next to the set of stairs. Most people will take the escalator because it is the easiest thing to do because it takes the least amount of work. And yeah, heck yeah, I take the escalator too sometimes. I'm not going to deny it. But wouldn't it be challenging to stand at the bottom of the stairs and go, okay, well, I could take the escalator because it's the easiest thing to do and it's the most like least amount of effort? Or could I change my brain to be like, I'm going to take the stairs and force yourself to do that and realize that it is a totally different brain pattern and brain wave that takes you up the stairs versus that complacency and numbness to just stand on the escalator and go up, right? So think about that maybe the next time you see those two, you know, variables side by side. Uh, But that's very much what happens in the brain when we're faced with struggle and faced with challenging things and faced with, you know, trying to eat better because we feel really crappy or trying to eat better because you want to lose weight or trying to control and, and, you know, maintain your, your mental health. But it's a lot easier to just do nothing about it and to ignore it and pretend it's not your reality than to actually put in the work to change it. So that's very much how humans are. And there's so many different types of people that have different responses to different things. So we're not all the same. But the challenging part is that when we hit moments of struggle and we hit moments of hardship, like mental health would be a big one, it's exhausting. And you're exasperated to even continue to move forward. Um, and I kind of wanted to just talk about this a little bit and what defines, you know, one brain to another, but also ways that we can start to create habits and condition ourselves away from this, this hardship that comes with self-work. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, self-work is always work. It is a daily commitment to feel good in your body and your mind, um, but the reward is so significant and so big that I feel that we often get caught in this lazy trap of like, well, I'd rather just not do it than actually do it. And the work isn't often that challenging depending on what you're navigating. So a prime example of choosing the lazy route over choosing to better yourself would be physical injuries, back pain, uh, hip pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, whatever the pain, neck pain, all these things. Um, Almost daily, I hear people complain about their physical body and how it hurts. And I say, well, why don't you go see a physiotherapist and like get some support in in strengthening? Because generally, when you have uh, pain, weakness, um, discomfort, it's all rooted in like lack of muscle stability and lack of strength. Most often, because we tend to be lazy and, and not want to move our bodies. 
So I'm always like, go see a physio, go see a chiropractor, like go get support for your body, right? And people just go like, yeah, 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 I should. And then they never do. And then the next week I hear the same conversation again, where it's like, well, oh, my back's killing me or like all this or all that. And it's like, why don't you just make the appointment and, and go? And the reason that most people don't is because one, it's, it's work and you have to actually take an action to do it. But oftentimes it's not even the action. That's the hard part. It's, it's the actual facing the fear and the reality of what is wrong and what's going on. Because we want to live in a state where we feel that nothing is wrong with us. We feel that everything is good. We, we are <clears throat> almost in, encouraged to be in a happy state all the time. And like everything is like, yay, I'm good. Like the whole, how are you culture, right? How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Like that whole crap is, is a bunch of bullshit. But we think that having struggle and having resistance in life makes us not as good or not as confident or not as strong or whatever the story is that's playing in your brain which is not the case at all we all need help we all need support so as humans we tend to have this fear around like facing a reality of like okay well i'm gonna go to the physiotherapist and they're gonna tell me that like la 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 la, whatever whatever's going on and and then they're gonna give me all these things that i need to do so we have to you know go into an uncomfortable space and an uncomfortable fear space where someone's telling us something is wrong with us and then we now are given a bunch of things that we need to do to fix this thing that's wrong with us and then you leave the appointment you get home and you go well i just went there and like that was super uncomfortable and scary and i just got told that i have la 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 wrong with my back or shoulders or whatever and now I have these six things and this person that just told me that I suck wants me to do... And you see where the story goes? Like the, we start to fall into this tangent of like all of these things of preconditioned existence and preconditioned habits that have been formed from childhood where we're telling a narrative in our brain of like, oh, all these things are crappy. So then you get to the end of all of that and you're sitting there going, well, I don't want to do those stupid exercises that are going to make me feel better because... I feel super shitty already. So it's like humans, uh, something that I've learned over time is that humans only have so much coping mechanism. And, and that is our biggest downfall is that we, we are not able to handle what's going on. And it's all mental, right? The physical you can handle. You have physical pain and you're, you're struggling every day and your back hurts, your neck hurts, and, and you're just you're navigating and, and suffering through it, Right. And you can kind of compartmentalize that part and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just how I, my neck always hurts. Like, you just kind of normalize it, right? But when it comes to, like, actual work to move out of that space and to heal, we have this resistance to be better. And it can be for a number of reasons. Like I said, it's, it's a lot of childhood conditioning. It's a lot of societal pressure to always be in a good state. And there seems to be this, like, fear around self-working and self-improving and this mindset that like we have to have it all figured out but we really don't like we don't have to have it figured out we are allowed to be a work in progress all the time and I think that that's the beautiful part of of mentally conditioning your mind to be in that kind of headspace where you want to wake up every day and and go okay like how do I be the best version of Char today 
And that's something that I've worked on for the last probably, well, my whole life, but I would say at least the last like five to 10 years has been really a journey of like, how can I, you know, have a hard situation come up and how can I see the situation as glass half full versus half empty? How can I see the blessing in, in this situation? And that's really where we need to learn to train our minds to be able to navigate and handle these things and to know that not every every hardship is something that is bad for you or something that is making you lack or less of. So we're going to talk a little bit about the mental conditioning, how we get ourselves into a space like this and, and how we can start to manage things a little bit better and see that there is beautiful, you know, gratefulness in the self-work. Okay, so how do we form habits to live in a better state? How do we function as a human and be positive and happy about things that are challenging? So I'll give you an example here. I had a friend just within the last few days that is having some health struggles and having some hormone issues and some um, concerns around some organs and stuff. So she's having a challenging time um, she was having some issues. She went to the doctor. The doctor's doing all of these tests and scans and they found something else and then they now need to go test that further. So she's obviously upset. She's obviously scared. She's obviously worried. So she said to me that she's like, well, I had a big meltdown and I just felt really defeated and which is totally valid. Who wouldn't feel that, right? We've all had medical scares where it's like, why is this happening to me, Right. So she decided that she was going to change her whole life around. And she's like, I'm going to change my whole like eating habits, my diet. Like I'm going to start adding in things that are super supportive to my body, et cetera, et cetera, which is great. These are great things. Like you either have that hard moment that flips your brain and you're like, I'm doing this or you don't change it because you're not there yet. Right. So she had said this all to me and I could tell that she was really low about it. Like her vibration, her energy was super low, of course, understandable, right? And so I said to her, I was like, you know, what a shitty situation. And like, I'm here for all of your emotions and how you're feeling. But I was like, what a blessing that it is that we have technology to look into these things and to do further tests and to see organs and see things through technology that we couldn't have seen 50 years ago. So it's like, what a blessing it is to be able to go get this checked, make sure nothing is going on and then have that peace of mind. And she's like, yeah, no, you're right. Like it is a really good, like I'm really, you know, thankful for that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that's just, you know, one example of many, but that's the difference of how we look at the silver lining of a situation and we start to go, okay, like what is the benefit of this? And oftentimes you'll see in life that something hard will happen like this and then you'll come out the other side, you'll get better, you'll heal, etc. And you'll look at it and go, well, if I hadn't have had that happen, it wouldn't have pushed me into being healthier or taking better care of my body. So oftentimes these things are are meant to happen to us to create something else and, and evoke and awaken something else inside of us. And I truly believe that everything, like I've talked about that for, well, if you go back way to the beginning of the podcast, um, you'll see that I've talked about it with mental health and my own mental health. It's like, 
if I hadn't been an anxious person and someone who struggled with my mental health my entire life, if I hadn't have had this existence and this hardship, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be this version of Shar that is here, who is conscious and aware and awakened. So sometimes these shitty things come to us to challenge us to grow and to be a better version of ourselves. And in the moment, none of that feels good. And none of that is is where your brain is at, right? But that's the reality is that there is always a blessing in even the shitty, hard things that are happening. Um, and, and that's just a mindset that I've chosen to, to live in and to exist in is because if we sit there drowning in the sorrow and the sadness of the situation and whatever's going on our, you know, our hard time, we're just going to wallow in it and we're going to feel shittier. Whereas if you can sit in it and go, okay, and have that thought of like, well, what is this teaching me? And what am I learning from this? And how is this making me better? It might be hard the moment. Sometimes it takes getting through the hard thing to then reflect back and go, okay, here's the positive in this situation. But there is always a lesson and something to learn from what we experience and what we go through. So what are some of the habits and ways that we can become more connected, more conscious, and more, you know, aware of our own habits and how to kind of change the habits, right? So I talked to you guys a lot about um, meditation and yoga and how these things really have impacted my life. Um, And I think that there's something really powerful about finding a practice that brings awareness and consciousness to your existence so sitting and doing a guided meditation is super challenging and super hard don't get me wrong it takes me 10 years 15 years to be able to like meditate properly and i still can't meditate. there's no proper either by the way like there's no meditation that's proper it's just like being able to be present with yourself and finding that moment to slow down, right? So it doesn't even have to be meditation. It can literally be like reading a book and it, it brings you into the present moment. Um, it can be washing the dishes and like feeling like every bubble between your hands and like really slowing that moment where you're slowing down the mind and you're having this awareness. Um, and these are the things that will allow you to create more consciousness in everyday moments in everyday life. And give you the space to think about how you actually feel, to process your emotions, to then be like, okay, how can I navigate my low back hurting or my neck hurting? Or how can I deal with this health struggle that is happening and that I have to face? I I truly don't think that people live in a happy state or a positive state if they're not connected to themselves. And I think that that is where the self-work is, is that you have to find a space where you commit to your well-being. And it doesn't have to be yoga and meditation. It can be working out. It can be walking. It can be a type of sport that you're interested in. It can be anything that serves your your body and your mind that gives you a relief, right? Um, so I can never tell you what that thing is, but what I can tell you is that finding things like that in your life that bring you joy, that allow you to be present with yourself. Like how often do you hear someone say like, oh, I went to the gym and like I have to go like go on the treadmill or lift some weights to like clear my mind. And that's what we want to find is a way to to find space to clear the the clutter out of the brain. And that's really like, what you, if you're starting out at square one and you're like, how do I do this? And how do I feel in a better, positive or happier mind? It's really all about finding a thing that allows you 
to clear some space. And for me, that's that's what working out is and that's what yoga is. It's like it, I create space and it's not that your mind's not spinning and working and the monkey mind's still not moving because it totally is. Like it doesn't ever stop, even a meditation. It's not about stopping your thoughts. It's not about stopping what's going on in the brain. It's about allowing space for yourself. And that's the biggest misconception with meditation. It's not about quieting the mind. It, it is in the, in the long game because the longer you meditate, the more space gets created because you're becoming more and more conscious. That's the long-term game though. The short-term game is that you're just finding five to 10 minutes to just sit with yourself. So I highly recommend meditation. It's really changed my mindset. It's really allowed me to be more conscious um, and it's given me the capacity to find compassion and gratitude for my life. Uh, so meditation is a big thing for me. It's, it's all about creating those, those rituals and those habits, right? Um, if you just wake up every day and you go straight to the TV and you turn the TV on and you absorb all the shit on the TV or you scroll through your phone and absorb all the shit in your phone, um, if you spend all day plugged into something other than yourself and you have no time for yourself, you're never going to feel as good as you could feel. Um, and there's, you know, there's time for scrolling and absorbing and taking in all of the shit. But I've really dedicated, you know, whether it's morning or evening, time where I sit and, and journal and meditate and process my emotions, allow space for myself. Because we want to find a way to manage our emotions and our stressors and be able to come back to what I call home. So you're the only person that can really bring you the most peace. Yes, people around you support that, give you comfort, give you ease, of course. We need that as humans. But when the world is spinning and it's out of control and it's feeling chaotic, your safety is yourself and your home inside of you. And there's many times where, you know, over the last three years, I've really dived into meditation. And there's moments where, like, I'll be out busy and, like, going somewhere or doing something. And I'm like, okay, I have, like, an extra 10 minutes. So I, like, put on a guided meditation on YouTube in my car. And I will meditate before I go in to do that thing or go in to see that person. So there's something so powerful about, like, creating a habit around something that gives you support and, and joy and finding that thing and then when moments get hard you reach for that thing so meditation is my thing that's that's definitely my thing does it work all the time and does it happen in every moment no but it's a daily commitment to create a habit around something and once you form habits of like doing these things whether it's working out going for a 10 minute walk after dinner you know reading a book whatever it might be playing with your dog uh, once you create that routine of like, this is something that I, I must do every day to feel good, then that becomes a, a routine habit. And then what happens from there is that your mind is used to finding a conscious way to feel good. So then your brain will continue to reach for those good things and it will continue to find the good in situations. So it's all about mental conditioning. You find a few things that are routine that give you joy, that bring you you know, ease and peace in your mind, um, self-care, love, whatever it might be. And then as you navigate through life and through situations, you know how to be able to navigate through the problem much easier. Not that it's not hard still, but you find a way to 
you know, look at how you could, you know, be more reflective and be like, how can I have handled this better? Or how could I have spoke to this person better? Or how can I look at the situation and, and feel happy about, you know, it's sad in one way, but happy that maybe that relationship fell apart or that friendship didn't work. Like there's always a lesson and always something to be grateful for in any challenging thing. So that's kind of a little bit of a tidbit into like how to start to create habits and condition your mind. And like this takes, this takes years, my friends, years. You are never going to be like, oh, I meditated for 30 days and like I'm a different person. I, I truly don't believe in that. I think it's a bunch of crap. Just like if you see those 21 day challenges and 30 day challenges and like make your life better in 30 days, like it's all a bunch of fucking crap. I stand true to that, that like nothing comes without work and it's great if you start the 30 days and you continue it. Absolutely. But to expect that you're going to change your life in 30 days is ridiculous because habits take so long to form and it takes consistency to commit to these habits. And you might fall off the wagon. I fall off the wagon of meditating sometimes too. And it's, you know, it happens. Sometimes I go a week without meditating. I'm like, who am I and what have I done with Char? But sometimes you just have to take a break. That's okay. But doing these things that are just like, it's going to transform your life. No, I, I truly feel that it is a lifelong commitment and lifelong work to live in a beautiful state, to feel good, to navigate your mental health, to navigate struggles and body pain and issues. Life is work. Life is a continuous commitment to work. But it is so worth it because you will be conscious, you will be grateful, and you will feel better. And that I can guarantee you. So that's kind of the message I wanted to share with you guys today of what defines someone who wants to make a change and what doesn't want to make a change. And it, it really is what it comes down to is how much do you want to feel good? How much do you want to change the thing that is causing you struggle? And pushing through that fear of, you know, rejection and not feeling good enough, you know, and it takes trying to force yourself to do that. It's not going to happen overnight. If you struggle to make changes, that's okay. It's just continuing to push yourself to be like, how can I maybe look at this differently and start to make a shift? So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast. It was kind of feeling heavy on my heart to just unpack a little bit of human psychology and human behavior and understanding how we can start to make changes and as gradual as they're going to be, you don't have to stress yourself out and, and get frustrated because it's not working. You just have to take the action, take the step and allow it to, to happen just gradually at your own pace. So I'll leave you guys with that for today's episode on the Discover You podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this talk. Please be sure to rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, and if you want to leave a review, if you feel called to over on Apple or Spotify, that would be so amazing. And I would be so grateful for that. And of course, connect with me on social media. Reach out if you guys want to reach out. I'm always here to talk to you, always here to connect. And with all that said, have a fantastic rest of your day. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode on the Discover You podcast. Bye, guys.